direct from Music City. This is live from Nashville. Tried to build a bridge, but I came up short. Tried to row a boat, but I broke the oars. No, I can't swim, it's way too wide. But I know one day I'll make it to the other side. I want to walk on over like Jesus would. I'm staring at the far away shore, wishing I could. Come hell or high water, I'm going to find a way. Oh, I'm bound and determined, going to cross that river someday. Throwing out my back. Dragonfly. 
So we're going to find out all about Dragonfly and get to visit with Miss Kelly Lang in just a few moments on Live from Nashville. But what do you say, Mary Kay? We listen to a song from Kelly called Down on My Knees, and we'll be right back to visit with Kelly Lang today on Live from Nashville. I am a girl, a simple girl, living my life with this old world. I thought that I was free as a dove, but now I need help from above. I got a little lower every day. My skies are blue. Kelly Lang. Hey, Kelly. 
Hi there. What an inter- introduction. Thank you. <laughs> well, you're welcome. I don't know how you have time to get any of that done. Man, I'm telling you, that's a lot. To be honest with you, I don't either. I am exhausted. I can't wait to have a moment to rest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, thanks for taking the time to join us today on the yes. show. So we love, uh, we love the new pleasure. album. We love Thank the you. new album, Dragonfly. Thank you. It is, it is a uh, labor of love for me. It's, it's been a long time coming. I've had several songs that I've pulled from the past. Some things I've done recently, some things I just have loved, you know, like Jesus loves me. Who doesn't love that song? And I surrender all and and, uh, go rest high on that mountain. I mean, those are songs that that just make you feel good. And that was the whole purpose behind this album is to have songs that made you stop and think and and really feel. And it's not necessarily a, a gospel album or even a Christian album. It is. Um, an inspirational album, I should say. That's a good way to put that. Good way yeah. to put that, and it is it is inspirational. I've got to, I've got to share this with you real quickly, Kelly. Uh, you've got the video for Dragonfly, and mm-hmm. my mother is ninety five and a half years old, and Aww. I showed that to her the other day. She's over in Gallatin, Tennessee, in uh, Brookdale Assisted Living Facility. And so when I showed her the video, the first thing out of her mouth was, I really like that dress. I really like that dress. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, gorgeous. <laughs> well, that might, I got to brag a little bit. My daughter, Peyton Dale, is a fashion stylist, okay? So she's, right. she's really coming up in the world. As a matter of fact, she is being interviewed by the New York Times as we're speaking right now. Oh, wow. And wow. all about her fashion style style and, and uh how we stalled during the pandemic and everybody's wearing stretch pants and, you know, so um, (laughs) that was her dress. And she, she said, mom, this dress that I have will be perfect for your video. And I was so thrilled that it worked because I, I, I'm like your mom. I thought it was perfect for that, the feel of that video. So thank her for me, please. Well, I will do that. I will do that. At 96 years old, almost 96 years old, she still wears her jewelry. 95 and a half. Yeah. 95 and a half. She, <laughs> yeah, she still wears it. her jewelry. She still matches all of her clothes, and she puts on all of her makeup. And, Good uh, for her. You know, I mean, you know what? I she, think that, that keeps you young, and it keeps you uh-huh. living, and rock on. I She's my hero. That's right. That is right. But anyway, she loved the video. So if you haven't seen the video out there, be sure and go to YouTube and look up Dragonfly with Kelly Lang. But I want to get to the song. How did this song come to be? Oh, my goodness. It's the strangest thing. So for years, I don't know what happens, but I'll get in my swimming pool where it's like a sanctuary in my backyard. It's very peaceful and calm. And for some reason, I had my hand up in the air, and a dragonfly came and landed on me. And I thought, well, that's weird. And it just stayed there. It kept looking at me. And then... I thought, I'm going to try it again. And so I would hold my fingers up intentionally for years now. Every time I hold my fingers up, dragonflies, sometimes more than one, come and land on me. Oh, and wow. they stay there forever, and they're so magical and mystical looking. And I'm thinking, what, what does this mean? You know, because I don't know anybody else that they're, they're doing this to. And so Devin O'Day, as a matter of fact, she calls me Dragonfly. That's her nickname for me. 
Oh, um, really? Oh, wow. She, she was telling me that they're a symbol of of uh, change and mystical and means that, you know, you're being watched over and comforted, you know, by that. <clears throat> so yeah. I just took it as a sign of peace and a sign of transition, and it, it comforted me. So for mm-hmm. years, she's called me Dragonfly, and I, I decided that all of these songs had that feeling of, transition and peace and movement I thought you know what dragonfly would be a great title for this album and then my friend Danny goes oh good well are you going to have a song called dragonfly and I go oh I hadn't thought about that (laughs) I I put my thinking cap on and I thought what do you say about an insect like really I I don't even know where to begin so I went back out to the swimming pool and, and here they come again and I thought you know what I'm just going to be childlike with this. The, so the song is very airy and childlike and uh, almost like a lullaby in a way. Yeah. And um, I didn't know that, I, I really felt that it it wouldn't resonate. But men have written to me and said how it calms them. TG wants me to play it all the time when he's nervous in the car. It calms him <laughs> for some reason. So I, well, there you go, you know, so we've got a dragonfly calming grown men, so it makes me happy. <laughs> All right, well, That's this is amazing. a beautiful, beautiful song. We're going to listen to Dragonfly and come back and talk more with Kelly today on Live from Nashville. Mm-hmm.
the luxury, I guess, is my 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 point. And I I just wait. I wait till they are sent to me in my dreams or when I'm really in a relaxed state. And you, you know, we were talking earlier about all the things that I do. If I'm in a painting mood, I can't write. If I'm in a writing mood, I can't paint. If I'm in a singing mood or recording mood, I can't, you know, do, I have to really compartmentalize (laughs) those different parts of my brain. Sounds kind of crazy if now that I think about it, but it's, it's just how I have to work it. I really relate to that. Yeah, that, I really relate to that. And it just is such a, the whole album is gorgeous, but it's so interesting that you had the idea for the title of the album before you even had that title cut. I love that. I love how it all kind of came together. Well, you know, I've got, a, I've, got a sweet story to, I've got a sweet story to tell you about this. This, um, this friend of mine, yeah. who's the one that suggested I write the song about Dragonfly, he uh, is searching his soul really on a, on a mission to find more about God and more about Jesus, so much so that he booked himself on a cruise to go to Israel. And he wanted to walk where Jesus walked, and he wanted to see everything firsthand. And what's what's the big deal, he said. And he'd been around me and, and my husband a lot, and he, and he keeps saying, I want what you have. And I'm like, what what are you talking about? You know, I, I, I'm flattered, but I don't understand what he's talking about. Well, this is what he's talking about. So he was frustrated. He was in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea praying for God to give him a sign because they had just been stalled. They couldn't go into Israel because of the war. He's like, yeah. God, yeah. I'm, I'm trying my hardest to find you, but, but you stopped me in the middle of this ocean. Send me a sign that I'm on the right path here. I'm trying to find you. He had just been listening to my song, Dragonfly. It had just been released. And in the middle of the ocean, he goes out on his balcony and two dragonflies fly into his room. Oh, no. Big dragonflies. Oh, no. And he got, wow. he got really emotional, and he took pictures of them, and he, was, he sent them to me. Then he says, I was so shook up over this because, I mean, they were nowhere near land, which dragonflies need to yeah. be near land. Wow. He, thought, he thought that has to be a God thing. So then he got out of his room and started walking down the hall, and he was getting on the elevator, and there's a huge picture of a mural of dragonflies as he's getting on the elevator. And he says, Kelly... I had a come to Jesus meeting right then and there. (laughs) He was with me. And I thought, wow, you know, that's when music means something. Like I had no idea that a song about an insect would affect somebody so greatly, you know, but that's the beauty of of just letting go and letting God, you know? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. That is amazing. Well, talking about God and Jesus right now, there is another song that I want to get to, and it's I Think It's Jesus. Beautiful song. Mm-hmm. I know it's Jesus, actually. <laughs> tell, us a, tell us about this song. Tell us about this song. Well, the way this song was written, I had taken my daughter to a Brooks and Dunn concert. And truthfully, guys, I wasn't expecting a a God moment at a Brooks and Dunn concert. I mean, I love them. Uh-huh. But I, yeah. You know, so in the middle of Red Dirt Road... I hear him sing, that's where I found Jesus, and I instantly got chills. And I thought, wow, that's, I didn't expect to find any kind of feeling. So a few minutes later, he sang, I believe. And then I got this big lump in my throat and tears in my eyes. Yeah. And, and I noticed I wasn't the only one. Everybody around me was feeling that. Interesting. And so I came home. Wow. 
Yeah. I came home and I thought, what is that? What is that universal something, something that we all experience as human beings? And then I thought, there's more to this. Like, you know, do you ever see a penny just in the middle of nowhere and think, well, that's weird or, or a feather? Yeah. Or maybe when you're thinking about a loved one that dies, do you see a red bird? You know, like, what are all yeah. these things? They yeah. all connect us, but we don't want to talk about it. You know, everybody's just yeah. kind of like, well, that's a coincidence. Well, uh-huh. I was, you know, bold in my song to name it, and I think it's Jesus. And my goal with writing that song was not to beat people over the head with a Bible verse or a, a, a Christian thought. It's just to make you stop and go, huh, well, maybe it's Jesus. Maybe somebody's going to say his name where they might not have thought of it before. And mm-hmm. and then that's it, the experience that I had. And and I was able to sing that on the my Grand Ole Opry debut a few weeks back. And and it yeah. really had a sweet effect on people. And it, 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 I'm so grateful that I didn't – somebody had to urge me to change the name of that song. And I said, absolutely not. You know, that's that's how it came to me, and that's how it shall be. Mm-hmm. Well, it is an awesome, awesome song. I think it's Jesus. Okay. We are talking with XOXO, Kelly Lang. <laughs> we'll be back in just a moment <laughs> on Live from Nashville. <laughs> That lump in your throat When you hear certain words In the song someone wrote Or the tears on your arms When you're not even cold Yeah, something is stirring inside you Way down in your soul You see the same numbers Again and again Find a random white feather where no dove has been. It could be your angel directing you in. When you need answers or guidance in life, how to get your intention to know, to know wrong from right. It may be correct. I think it's Jesus. See that coin in a strange place. A penny from heaven right in front of your face. I believe he talks to us in all sorts of ways. Yeah, some may think it's mysterious, but I think it's Jesus. It may be coincidence 
play for me when he said those words back to me. You know, I was like, oh, wow, that's what it feels like to be that comforted. You know, so, um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was brutal. And, and uh, I lost all my hair. I I realized how vain I was (laughs) and I did not look good green or bald. So it was, it was a real tough time for me as a woman. And, you know, but then you realize that beauty really does not, it's not outward, it's it's inward, and yeah. I grew a lot from that experience. I wouldn't take anything for it. I, I've met some of the most beautiful friends, long-term friends, because of this. I've lost some people because of it. You know, some people can't handle yeah. it or don't want to be involved. You learn you learn really quickly who your friends are. And um, yeah. it turned me, it made me, you know, cancer could be thought of as a death sentence, but it gave me hope because I've turned it into my life. And from that moment, I pushed the reset button and I started living more appreciatively and gratefully and bigger and bolder. And, and uh, it was a real, real moment of reset for me. Wow. Well, well, awesome. well, I was going to, I was going to, uh, you know, I, I, I listened to a speech uh, on your website that you gave earlier this morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so you're a, you're a big fan of going to the Y and enjoying, enjoying I, going I to the did, Y. I haven't been in quite some time, but I did for a very long time. That was a very big healing tool for me, for sure. Yeah, and uh, I remember you said you did a lot of walking and then you did a lot of water exercises. And I almost cracked up when you said you saw your wig floating across <laughs> the pool. Yeah. Yeah, and when I got in the sauna, I kept thinking, what am I smelling? It smells crackly and that. burning in here, and it was my wig. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, you got to laugh. You, know? you got to laugh, yeah. and, I, and I think that's the thing. You know, you keep a positive attitude even as hard as it is when you're going through something like that. And um, yeah, and that helps. that helps you get through it. You know, it does help so you get you through can... it, and it's a choice you make. It's a hard choice. You know, at the same time I was at the Y, <laughs> I was walking, and I noticed a girl around my same age. Um, she was walking with her dad every day, and she clearly uh-huh. had gone through the same kind of cancer that I had gone through. She had had a head scarf on and was bald, and um, I, I kept seeing her, but it, we weren't we weren't friends. You know, I just saw her from away, and I'm sure she saw me, but uh-huh. I never knew who she was. And one day she wasn't there. She just wasn't there. And it hit me how serious this was. She died. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, here I just skated by. And and several friends that I had been diagnosed around the same time, they're no longer here. And why am I here? Why? And, and, you know, you asked me before we started our conversation, would you be willing to talk about it? Absolutely, because... I'm still here to be able to. I'm grateful. You know, I mean, if I if I have anything positive or any kind of light that I could shed on for somebody might be going through it, that's my job. That's my responsibility. And I'm, I'm honored to still be alive to do that. Well, we're we're grateful that you're here and and having gone through what you have gone through with the treatment and the chemo and the radiation. Um you know what other people are going through, so you can relate to that. And I know it, that it they can look at you and sure. being, yeah, and you can be such an encouragement to people. 
and uh, which reminds me, you've written a book as well, haven't you? Yes, I wrote a book about my experience. I didn't want to. I really didn't want to. I put it off for a very long Aww. time. But um, my friendship with Olivia Newton-John, uh, she through through watching her help people with her courageousness and sharing her story, it gave me the idea to do that. And she wrote the foreword to my book, as a matter of fact, before she passed. Oh, wow. Wow. And um, I learned a lot of life lessons from her. She was just a, such a bright light and and radiant and loving and funny and, and talented. And, you know, gosh, to, to try to be more like her when I grow up is, is such a goal. But I, I hope to be somewhat of, of what she's learned. I've learned from her. Well, there's a song that you just mentioned. Uh, and this is one of those songs that when we come back, I don't know if I can speak. Mary Kay, you may have to speak. But Aww. it's, um, uh, I'm not going anywhere. And yeah. uh, uh, anything that you want to tell us about this that you haven't? I was really thrilled that Ascension Hospitals picked that up for their national commercial. And uh, it happened right before the pandemic. And so many people were leaving their loved ones in hospitals and nursing homes and trying to encourage them and, and comfort them. And this song played all of the time on, on television. Just just telling someone I'm not going anywhere is, is, is simple words, but it means a lot when you need them, you know. So this right. song came at a, a really special time. And, and uh, if any writers out there, I want you to be encouraged that I wrote this 16 years before it became a commercial. So don't give up. Wow. Nothing's written in vain either. Well, this is a great song. It's I'm Not Going Anywhere. It's Kelly Lang. We'll be back. You're listening to Live from Nashville. Take my hand Don't let go Look in my eyes And in my soul Hold me close Hold me near Please let go Of all your fear I'm not going anywhere Season with the wind But I'll be here Till the end Friends may come Then they go But there's one thing You should know I'm not going anywhere I'd give my Close your 
today to have Kelly on. I'm so excited to introduce our next very special guest on Live from Nashville. This next guest is a songwriting hero to me. Um, This guest hails from Texas, and um, she has drawn comparisons to great songwriters like Lori McKenna. She is a master lyricist. I've had the honor of sitting down and songwriting with this second guest. And I know the care and concern that she puts into every little detail of a song. She speaks for authenticity, and you hear it in her music. She's got a brand-new album out. Please welcome our special guest, Helene Cronin. Welcome, Helene. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, man, it's a great album. Thank you. Now, is it an EP? It's just an EP. There are only six songs on it. and, you know, I just got the idea for it in June when I started feeling a little bit restless about putting music out in the world. And I had just, of course, put out landmarks in February, but I was kind of feeling like, ah, I'm not done. And I thought, I have six Christmas songs. I could do, you know, a four, four, five, six song EP. And um, within, you know, June, we started working I think the beginning of August, we did our pre-production days, and it was done by the end of August. And I've never had a project go that quickly and smoothly. Yeah, really. That's, wow. that's really quick. God's hand yeah. so that was, right on it. Yeah. Yes. So Landmarks yep. was in February, and we had you on the show. And now yep. this is uh, November, and you have mm-hmm. Beautiful December that's out. So let's see. December, January, February, March, April. By May, you should have another one. We can have you back on again. Yeah, yeah, Helene. <laughs> oh, 
I've got the songs. It's a matter of getting the money together to, you know, it's not cheap to do these, but, oh, I've got songs. Yeah. I've got 50 songs I could put out. You know, it's just, it's crazy. But um, oh, God. I love what I do, and I um, I really, really appreciate you giving me a chance to spotlight this little record. It, it's well, very listen, personal to me, and it means a lot. It's it's great to have you on, and there there was absolutely no pressure, you know, to have you put something new out in six months. But, uh, no, yeah. I know it. It's yeah. it's more we'll, just we'll crazy. see you in June. We'll see you in June. Yeah. But anyway, so <laughs> tell us about <laughs> tell us about beautiful December. This is the this is a great EP. The videos are great that you've got out on it. But tell us about beautiful December. The EP did, or the song? How did you how did you well, tell us about the EP first, and then actually yeah. we're going to get to December for the first song, but tell us about the okay. EP. Well, I don't know. You know, during COVID, there were a few people I was writing with. My friend Nicole Lewis is one of them, and she at some point in 2020 said, we should write a Christmas song. I think it was June. And so um, I just started thinking about Christmas. My birthday is in December, and I just started thinking it's my, one of my favorite months. And I went, beautiful December, beautiful December. And then I just started thinking about that as a song. So we got together, and it took us two or three sessions to write that song. And and when we did, I didn't have any intention of writing more Christmas songs. But then uh, another year and a half went by, and we wrote um, I Could Use a Silent Night. And then with my friends Adam Wheeler and Janelle Arthur, we wrote One Night on Earth, which is an interesting story wow. behind that song. But anyway, I ended up with three new Christmas songs. So then I also had Christmas Boy, um, which I re- actually released in 2014 on an EP. And I have this song called Come Lord Jesus, which I wrote in the 90s, all the way oh, up wow. to um, The Bells of St. Thomas, which I wrote less than a year ago. So I'm sitting there in June, and I'm going, oh, I've got Christmas songs, and Maybe I could do a little Christmas EP, but I knew that window was closing pretty quick to get something out this year. But it just seemed to me when you have a little body of work and it's a little niche project, just go for it. Just go do it. And, you know, I don't know why I felt the nudge to do it, but I'm so glad I did. Uh, The songs are really connecting with people. Um, It's sort of my take on Christmas. You know, there's a lot of loneliness and disappointment at this time of year too. It's not just all happy, you know, content, right. perfect families. It's um, it's a lot of messy stuff. And so, I tried to incorporate some of those feelings in some of the songs. But overall, it it really is. It is a beautiful time of year, and December is a beautiful month. Sounds, music, all of it. I love all of it. Well, it's a beautiful December. Let's take a listen to the song yeah. and come back and talk more with Helene Cronin on Live right. from Nashville.
your tinsel mistletoe Curly ribbon bows Manger scenes and caroling Salvation Army bells You keep the children wide awake With wonder in their eyes Your Now that song right in there. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Just it was a beautifully uh, written song and produced. The production on that is just gorgeous. Thank you. I am so happy with the production on this record. It was um, Mitch Dane, who has engineered my last two projects at Sputnik Sound. And out of the blue, uh-huh. I just, you know, I talked with my former producer, Matt King, who is tied up right now. And I love Matt, love working with him. But he wasn't able to help me on this one and I said well what do you think about me working with Mitch and he was like Mitch would be wonderful he's a genius he's a beast so I reached out to Mitch and Mitch was so enthusiastic about working with me but I told him I wanted it to be more stripped down Um, we only have guitars a couple of guitars um, a resonator on one song we have cello on a couple which to me is the most emotional instrument in the world I think yeah Um, light drums you know and bass Byron House on bass is just phenomenal 
um, so on that song, you hear his upright bass, and you hear you hear the knock on the wood. But then, yes. um, Mitch sampled that and then put it all sprinkled it all throughout the song. So a couple of little tricks that were really fun that that Mitch brought to it. Um, and then I had a guy named Matt Singleton who came and did that gorgeous uh, background vocal. So um, production-wise, that was the first song that we tackled, and it kind of set the pace for the whole for the whole rest Very of the record. Very nice. Yeah, it has. It really does have the feel of a classic, timeless Christmas song. And so you. you know, I I think that that this has legs for sure. Beautiful song. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I was well, thinking I, I was yeah. thinking the same thing, Mary Kay, when I listened to this the other day. And I thought, you know, there are certain songs that become classics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are several on this album that can become mm-hmm. classics. And and uh, Well, I love hearing that. Um Yeah. You know, the good the good thing about Christmas songs is they uh they keep coming back every year. <laughs> so if That's you do that one that hits if, if it hits with somebody, well, then, you know, it, it can become timeless. And I've had yeah, a couple because... people use that word that they feel classic. They feel these feel. Somebody said to me when I I heard, a, I heard one of your songs sounded to me like an old Christmas carol. And then I realized it was brand new. You had just written it. Uh, and that to me was yeah. a big compliment, like something that we're familiar with, um, that we've heard year after year that stirs memories. Um, and yet you find out it's brand new. So. Yeah, that was yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, exciting. Well, it it is a great EP, and I'm telling you. Uh, and I was just thinking that I, I have been called classic occasionally, but I think they're just referring to me being <laughs> old when they do. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I, I think could... it's classic in terms of timeless. Let's just think, let's go there. There we go. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That sounds better. That. that sounds better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I could use a silent night. You have a great mm-hmm. video out on this, and we'll probably be sharing that on social media uh, today. But uh, tell okay. us about the song, and and who who is well, involved in this with you? We had a well, this is another fire, one. It looked so like. beautiful. Oh yes, yes. So beautiful December, and I could use a silent night are the two that I wrote with Nicole Lewis, and again, it was uh, September of twenty one that we started this song. And we had a whole bunch of ideas about Christmas, you know, that we hadn't used in Beautiful December. So we're writing away. But we didn't have a hook. We didn't have a title to write to. So we left it for over a year. And then I think in November of 22, we got back together and we reread. And I said, you know, the only line that I really still love is I could use a silent night because that makes me feel something that feels emotional um, Mm -hmm. and it feels honest. And so we scrapped everything else and just started to run with that as our hook um, and just really wanted to hone in on how busy the season is, but busy a little bit with all the wrong things. And if we don't hang on to that center of family and loved ones and just quiet. um, And then the whole thing about, I love the line about stillness broken only by an angel choir. So Mitch and I are in the studio, and he came up with this little ooh part kind of thing. And he said, you know, we should get some, let me get some folks in here, and we'll have some whiskey and tequila, and we'll, you know, we'll put some holiday lights up, and we'll do a little choir. (laughs) I call it. When you do that next time, give me a call, would you? Yeah. Yeah, next time. (laughs) A little tequila-infused recording session. 
And it was people like uh, Matt Singleton again. Um, uh, I'm blanking on the names for a moment, but it doesn't matter. Andrew Osenga, Stevie Steves, Tia Hyatt. We had about three guys and three girls, and they just stood around one mic and just sang those oohs. And later, Mitch and I were mixing the song, and I said, you know what, Mitch? This is the one song that literally asked for an angel choir, and we didn't even realize we were – it was a mis- not a mistake. It was an accident. It was a beautiful accident that we happened to have a angel, angel choir on the one song that, that said, oh, I, the only thing I want breaking the, the stillness is, is an angel choir tonight. So that was a lot of fun. Um, so it, it was cool how that one came together. And I hope what I'm finding, what I'm hearing from people is that that attitude of, I just want some quiet and stillness in the middle of this season where I can really reflect is a universal kind of a feeling. Yeah. Well, you will enjoy this while you're listening around the world. I could use a silent night. This is Helene Cronin. Look out. 
We're talking with Helene Cronin. It is a new EP, Beautiful December, and you will want to add this to your personal playlist for the holidays. And uh, I was just, just wondering, Helene, how do you celebrate Christmas? Do you have any traditions? Oh, goodness. Yeah, we, in fact, yesterday, my daughter um, flew home Saturday from Brooklyn, so she's here home in Texas with me. And my husband and yesterday we actually pulled the tree out of the attic and got it ready because oh. um, it's nice to have help with it and um, yes. she's flying back to New York <laughs> soon. So then it would be all up to me. Um, our traditions are to, to decorate. We've been collecting ornaments um, that are hand-painted glass ornaments year after year, I think since 97 is the earliest maybe oh, wow. they go back. Um could be earlier than that. I, I have every box marked. So we, we hang the same ornaments every year. In fact, I've stopped collecting ornaments because it's, the tree just can't hold anymore. <laughs> Other traditions, you know, we hang our stockings. We have certain foods we like to make. My family um, background is um, part Syrian. My mother was Syrian, um, born here, but, you know, that background. So we often will make um, grape leaves and just roll, you know, all kinds of uh, Things that are very, very labor intensive. That's all I'll say. So the whole family gets together oh, and wow. spend the day doing that, um, and just other, you know, sometimes a Christmas Eve church service, um, and that's, you know, that's about it. Gifts, white elephants, that kind of stuff. That is so cool. I have a that big so family, cool. so yeah. it can be when tough have to get big, everybody together. Yeah, when you have a big family, it's great to give uh, those white elephant gifts too. You know. Yes, we have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. That is so much fun to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I was yep. I was I was listening to the bells of Saint Thomas, and it made me think about Bing Crosby. And you mm-hmm. know all of those great Christmas movies that he did. Um, I don't know most of them, but yeah, I mean, I know he. Did. <laughs> <laughs> well, White Christmas was one, and uh, there, he had several that were just great Christmas movies. But you this know, song I I made me think that of. One. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. There, he's got a couple of them that are like traditions for me to watch. One with yeah, Fred Astaire in it. One with. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, White Christmas is the most famous year for the first time. Yeah. yeah. He's like at war or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, that's right. Yeah. But, but great, great Christmas music. But this reminded me of being Crosby. I don't know. I listened to the song and I just, I just, I think there may have been a movie. He may have been in a movie one time and I'll have to Google this. The Bells of St. Mary's. And that may have been. Oh, that could be. Yeah, but this is a great song. Tell us about the Bells of St. Thomas. It's a beautiful song. Well, you have a beautiful video. Thank you. And this is one that I wrote on my own. Um, I had been, it was this time this week last year, a year ago, that I got my whole family to go to my brother's place in Orange Beach, Alabama. And a block away from him is a church called St. Thomas by the Sea. Um, and it's a Catholic church. And every hour on the hour, these bells ring. Um, so I was in a prompt group at the time and I sent a prompt out to everybody to say, write a song with church bells as the prompt. And then I began to think about the bells of St. Thomas, but because it was, um, actually by now I was back home and it was 
December and I started thinking about Christmas and the bells of St. Thomas and I just began to craft this story of how evocative the bells were of memories, memories of my family. My parents are all are both gone now and, and I miss them terribly this time of year. Yeah. And so trying yeah. to dive into that a little bit um, and populate the first two verses with home and family and the people we love and the things that the memories that the bells stir. So these bells, this St. Thomas is not literally that church. It's not literally a town on the beach. It's, it's more like a town that I grew up in. Um, and then I got to the third verse, and this is very interesting to me. The word doubter kept trying to creep into the song. You know, the bells are for the believers and the seekers. And, and I kept trying to push it away. I know it's a Christmas song. It needs to stay positive And, you know, there's there's faith in it. There's no. And then I thought about Thomas was doubting Thomas in the Bible. Oh, and yeah, all that's of a sudden, true. All of a sudden, I realized why my subconscious mind was trying to push that word forward. And it made me, looking back on it, <laughs> I'm so glad it wasn't the Church of St. Ignatius or something that's not very singable to me. <laughs> to me, the bells of St. Thomas has a beautiful, open sound. And so anyway, oh, I was able to complete yeah. that song by saying, to believers and seekers and doubters like me, it's a come one, come all benediction when the bells of St. Thomas are ringing. I was very happy with that song when I finished it. Beautiful. Well, I'm very happy with this song that you finished as well. So we're going to take a listen to that and come back and talk with Helene Cronin on Live from Nashville. Peace to those 
is just an instant classic. I'm so excited that you that you did this project. Thank you, Mary Kay. Um, it seemed crazy at the time because it's, you know, it's pouring a lot of money into something and working through it pretty quickly. But the response I've been getting from people makes it so worth it. Um, and I don't know if you all get tired of the same old Christmas songs like I do. I always love yeah. it when a new song comes out that I can relate to and and uh, right. put on my yearly playlist. So I really appreciate you all giving me a chance to highlight some of these songs and this whole project. Well, and as artist to artist, it's so, you know, I can just feel the creative momentum building behind behind you. It's very, very exciting. And these songs, you know, I I loved your your album that we had, um, Landmarks. It's a great album. But to follow it up with this album, it just feels like a one-two punch that's perfect. Hmm. So, Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, just, you know, in these days of um, streaming and social, you know, metrics and everything, it's just you just got to keep on putting stuff out, I'm discovering. So that's try to keep up. Yeah. With all of that, and and really, it all stems <laughs> from the creativity of songwriting. I mean, if you're sitting it really writing does. songs all year long, what are you going to do with them? You know, right? For me, it's it's just it, keep putting them out, putting them out. No, well, I have a I have a audience. question. I have a question. Mm-hmm. When are you coming coming back to Nashville and and writing with Mary Kay again? I think. <laughs> Oh wow! I We've don't, got. Uh, we'll have to talk about that. I've got a short uh, trip coming up next week, but then I'm not back until I don't know later in January. So, yeah. Well, Mary Kay, thank you for those words. I appreciate that very much. Wow, it's my pleasure, and uh, I we're we're about to to have you talk to our audience about where they can find you, how they can support this new album. But just as a side note. Um, Helene and our good friend Andy Rimfrey wrote a beautiful song that instantly connected to me, and um, I have planned to release that in January. So I have a single coming out that Helene Cronin has written, and very excited to get that out into the world. Um, so Which one is that? our audience can look forward to that. Unbecoming. Oh, good. Okay. Unbecoming. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a great song, and. Uh, the Renfrees did a great job producing it. I've been sitting on it for a while, and I feel like January, a beginning of a new year, is a great time mm-hmm. for that song to be released. And yeah. uh, so we'll do that. But how can our well, how can our listening audience find you and support this new album and hear the music? Well, thank you for asking. It's available everywhere: Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, all the places. Um, my name, which can be difficult for people to hear. 
Um, I always spell it out. It's Helen with an E on the end. So Helene, H-E-L-E-N-E, Cronin with a C, C-R-O-N-I-N. My website is helenecronin.com. I keep it very much up to date with where I'm playing next, what music is coming out. And then um, Helene Cronin Music is both my Instagram handle and my Facebook music page handle. So I also stay very active on those two social sites. Um, so, yeah, just if they can remember how to spell my name, then we're good. You can find me everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to suggest that people take a look at the two videos that you've got out from oh, yeah. St. Thomas. Yes. And I could use a silent night because those are great. And it has just been so much fun to have you with us again today. And uh, and so I guess when the new album comes out in June, you'll be back, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll come back anytime, Gary and Mary Kay. All I really right. appreciate your your time oh, and your man, show and, you. and your attention. So All right. thank you well, for thank reaching you. out and thank making you. it happen. All right. Well, you're very yeah. welcome. We're going to close this segment with Christmas Boy. Tell us a little bit about Christmas Boy before you go. Well, Christmas Boy, I rode in the car on a long trip to Nashville, um, and I felt like, you know, when I first got the idea, I was like, oh, this is probably back in 2013. I was like, oh, do we really need another Christmas song? And, uh, but the idea wouldn't leave me alone. And as I wrote the lines, I began to feel like I was hovering over that manger um, in that stable the night Jesus was born or the day he was born. And I was speaking to him. I was singing to him as a little baby. And as I began to get in that headspace, then the, the lyrics just just flowed out. And then I got to Nashville and I put some music to it that night. And it's just a favorite of mine. It's very intimate. I didn't know whether to spend the money again to record it again. You know, I wasn't sure. But when Mitch heard it, he was like, there's something about the humanity that you give him in that song that I love. Let's, let's do it. You know, we just won't do it full bad. We kind of, Mitch and I kind of put the track together and didn't mm-hmm. use the band on it. And I actually played a guitar part and he played a guitar part and very just nice. put a delicate harmony on it, and it became it became a it renewed that whole song for me. I just I love this new treatment of it. Well, but this that's is my a great song, for baby Jesus. Thank you. Uh, great, great song. Great, great song. This is Christmas Boy from the album Beautiful December, and Helene Cronin. Have a great Christmas. Thank yeah. you. Same to you. Thank you. All right, you all take care. Bye. Peace of life. 
what can you tell us about this song? Well, you know, I was mentioning our friend Andy Renfrey, who co-wrote the song Unbecoming with Helene Cronin. Well, this this song is a co-write with Andy Renfrey and myself, and we were talking about how precious time is at Christmas, that it's the greatest gift is just, you know, making the effort to get together at the holidays is so appreciated. That's really what this song is about. Well, it is a great song that you did, and uh, let's take a listen to that as we wrap things up today on Live from Nashville. Thank you all for joining us. We look forward to having you back again next week. Christmas time, Mary Kay Holt. When you wrap them up in love 
Jay's like a portal. It takes you to a world where you can save up to 25% off grocery store prices. Talk about out of this world savings. It's pulling me in! You're gonna miss the big opening! BJ's Wholesale Club is opening soon in Mount Juliet. Join now to get a $40 welcome reward at BJ's.com slash Nashville or visit the membership center on North Mount Juliet Road. Limited time offer, new members only. BJ's. Absurdly simple savings. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.